0: Guys, I'm so excited to have this next amazingly beautiful and hilarious comedian. Her name is Reem Eden, and I'm saying, am I saying it right? Oh my god. <laughs> oh
1: I'm Ask me how to say it twice.
2: Can you please, please say it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Take notes. I was kidding. It's, uh, Eden. Eden. okay.
0: You uh, right. Yeah. Thank you so much, um, holy, Great. my greatest fear came true. So um, a, this is how, the inter- so I'm the stupid one, you know, and then, you know, the, the guest looks better by comparison because of how bad I am. So thank you so much. It's um, yeah, and um, you know, sh- you're already a freaking star. You've been on Bitches Media with 6 million followers, hoo-ha-ha with 100K thousand, and you've performed at other nonprofits, and I just see you everywhere in LA. Um, so thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to do this interview. Um, really appreciate it. And you told me there's other three other Iraqi comedians. So thank God, um, because we, we got to record this for prosperity, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. it. So, um, can you tell us what's the funniest Iraq joke you have or like the funniest situation that's happened to you there? That's happened to me in
1: Iraq? Yeah. Um, well, I haven't really like, it's interesting because like I talk about being Iraqi and like my parents being Iraqi and a lot of my humor is more focused on, um, being Iraqi in America, um, mm-hmm. but I have been there. Like I went to Baghdad in um, the year 2000, like right before shit. Oh wow, yeah, wow. Um, like once Saddam was still in power and all that stuff. So um, mm-hmm. funny shit did happen there. Like I didn't have hard poops for a month, literally.
0: Wait, what? <laughs> what? What? I'm, so you had soft stool? Am I hearing
1: correctly? Uh, yes, you are. Uh, I just wanted to lead with that. You know, with people. yeah, I love it. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny, because, like, people, whenever they travel, they're like, mm, I get sick from the ice. I'm like, dude, I've been to Baghdad nothing. My stomach <laughs> can't handle anything. Like, I will lick the bottom of a shoe and survive. Like, I'm fine. Like,
0: I love it. Literally. Oh, That's secret right there. Not even, like, um, do you feel like Detroit's more hardcore or Baghdad is more hardcore?
1: Um, as far as, like, as far as what? Because, I mean, like, uh, it's actually not that hardcore, to be honest. I mean, I'm sure there's pockets of it, but. Like, I've been to Detroit a few times. i been mean, actually performing there later this month. Oh wow! Um, mm-hmm. So I say I, you know, Baghdad's a lot more hardcore because okay. there's like, no government or infrastructure or you know, yeah, sense of safety or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, but yeah. So that's that's probably that's actually a joke I'm developing right now. Is like going to Baghdad and like <laughs> their bacteria is like war torn bacteria. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Holy shit! You guys heard it first here, okay, guys? Yeah. this is a joke. Yeah. Cutting edge comedy. Um, so I love it. So like, how did you decide to start comedy?
1: Um, well, I moved out to LA about six years ago. Um, and as a kid, I was always like, a good performer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, even like, when I went to um, Iraq at one time, I remember like, always like, performing for my uncles and cousins mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were like, who is this crazy American child? <laughs> Shut her up, dude. <laughs> um, but I, I even remember like, telling my like, uncles, they're like, what do you what do you want to do when you grow up? And I was like, I want to be an actress. Mm-hmm. they're like mm, no you don't like, <laughs> <important>. I do
0: <laughs> what are the acceptable professions because I feel like it's an immigrant thing like um yeah like, I think it's
1: across the board um yeah. what is okay I mean there's always of course the the trio of doctor lawyer engineer yeah. Yeah. um or businesswoman probably fine too or um probably virtually anything except for <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like
0: were your parents thrilled when you're like hey I'm gonna be an actress and comedian what was your reaction well it's interesting because I mean I
1: I started my career in a different way. So, you know, so like with that background of like, okay, as a kid, I always wanted to do this. I always told myself, Mm -hmm. um, and there was a, there was a time I moved to the Middle East for four years. I lived in Bahrain for four years. And I remember like, I have like this vivid memory of me being in English class and just like telling all these kids, I was like, one day I'm going to move to LA and I'm going to be an actress. And my whole, like my whole goal was like, I'm going to go to UCLA and then I'll go to school by day and I'll go to auditions on my lunch breaks, things like that it's um, hardcore yeah <laughs> lunch breaks holy shit that's amazing well that was my plan but um what I came to find out is that doesn't happen um because you have to choose paths I think yeah at least that's my experience so when I moved uh I ended up studying business moved to LA um had you know the the idea of like yeah okay fine I'll you know work in in this and And then I'll go to auditions on, you know, my breaks, but that's like impossible because of traffic and like jobs and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I kind of like gave up on that dream for a second. I kind of just focused on, um, on working in like marketing. I was working movie marketing. So like at Mm -hmm. at movie studios Mm -hmm. and, um, and I was doing that for a bit. Like, in my mind, I kind of justified, well, if I'm close enough to it. Like, yeah, it is. It's like the closest yeah. regular job you can have, really. Yeah. yeah, which is interesting because it, like, it satiated that need to be, you know, around, like, involved in entertainment and involved, you know, in this, you know, glor- like, glamorous world.
2: Mm-hmm. But at
1: the same time, you know, after a few years, it, it like, backfired. And then I started getting very, like, um I, I don't want to use the word jealous because it was just it was eye-opening and it was just kind of like sad to always be like so close to it like again, yeah it was you know, not different. yeah, yeah. Just so like you're like you're watching people live their dreams mm-hmm. and yeah. kind of going like why not me you know and yeah you had aspired to that yeah. you know it was coming from a place of like well you know they're performers and they're making a career out of it and you know they are, are they're unique in their own ways I think I'm unique in my own ways and I think I'm funny why not me and so that's kind oh. of where my stand-up began, um, mm-hmm. because I mean I hit a rock bottom, to be honest it was a mm-hmm. it was a, it was a very nice like uphill climb. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm living my glamorous life. I'm going up from years, I'm doing yeah. all these things for work. Mm-hmm. And then one day I like truly hit rock bottom. I was like, what am I doing with my life like what 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 is this corporate ladder? why am I doing why am mm-hmm. I here? Mm-hmm. Um, and especially in Tinseltown, when everybody else is doing what I want to do, it's not like I'm, it's not like it's you know far- fetched to be like. Well, I'm gonna to move to LA, LA and do this. I was already in LA. You know, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I had like my dark night of the soul where I just like felt purposeless. And um, it was around the same time I started meditating too. So I started like doing some personal exploration about like just like who I am and what I want in life. Mm-hmm. And so from that, from that long-winded story, I um I basically decided like, you know what, I just wanna like I just want to try standup. You know, it was never, I never told myself as a kid that I was going to be a stand-up comedian because I don't think that clicked to me that that was a job or, a, or a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I was always, you know, I just wanted to like express my, you know, funny bone, I guess. And so right. I just, with anything in life, I just set myself a deadline. Um, and then I was like, all right, by this date, I have to go to an open mic. And yeah. um, I started going to, um, I'd have brunch with my friend and he and I would kind of just start writing uh, in preparation for this date and then that date came and I waited until like the literal last open mic in LA on the last day and I went and um, uh, that's how my stand-up journey began
0: that's amazing thank you for sharing that because I feel like you're so good at marketing and you have so many friends unlike me I don't give a fuck about anybody yeah uh, <laughs> like it's so <laughs> cool just see your, yeah seriously seeing your Instagram stories you have so many amazing friends you had a birthday party recently it was amazing and I feel like because you were in movie marketing, you understand the business parts of it. And I feel like that's also why you're so successful so quickly. And you're super young, too. So it's like, wow. Um, but thank you for sharing that, that re- everything makes sense now. Um, so, yeah. also, so you talk about open mic. So like, can you share with us, like, what were you
1: feeling in your first open mic? Um, I mean, I'm sure for any stand up performer, there's like this feeling in your chest right before you go out where it's like, yeah I mean it's like the tightness it's anxiety it's um, you know it was a mixture between like you know I use the word confidence loosely because it wasn't it was like a fake confidence it was like yeah I got this okay cool but <laughs> in, inside I was like like freaking out you know um and I tried not to look at my paper too I think I had a paper and uh I just kind of went with it I just kind of started talking but the entire time I kind of just like I kind of blacked out my heart like it was just the tightness in my chest it's so funny which now i know like that tightness still happens from time to time especially if it's like a um big gig Mm -hmm. but i just try to like hold my breath which that's a big tip guys hold your breath like take deep breaths and hold it for like five seconds like five times that helps a lot with the um test tightness Uh, does i test
0: tightness yes i did test try whatever we're yes right we don't give a fuck the fact that we can even communicate is amazing right, yeah, don't, right don't like
1: you know? yeah so i did mess up it's funny because i have a one of my closing bits to this day is um this rap called the fresh princess of baghdad oh shit yes yeah ha- okay you have to you know yeah and i that was performed at my first open mic ever which is what crazy. yeah
0: wow, a rap on your this is amazing oh my
1: and god that's, um but i mean i messed it up i i it was going good, going good, going good, and then I had this one joke that was so weird. I think I was talking about how I think it's, I think it's amazing that like human beings can like eat this like you know all these like e- exact like beautiful pieces of food and stuff, and then just like turn it into shit. Like don't it got better, but nobody understood what I meant. I was like, like we can take this like beautiful dish, like with the colors, look, look at all the colors you're eating, and you can literally <laughs> turn that inside of you to shit. if they didn't laugh then they're humorless cunts if they don't laugh they have no sense of humor they didn't laugh because i'm pretty sure i said it in a different way now i know how to say it like now i've never said that since by the way but like now i just understand after you know doing so much stand-up how to refine statement to Mm. communicate what i'm trying to say um but i remember being like no No, I can't. Okay, um, poop jokes are always funny poop and fart jokes are always funny I just, I agree. yeah but to, they're, i mean they're funny too if you there's a skill set they can be funny if you know how to do it without like relying on shock value yeah that's true and, you know being overly grotesque which is something i don't i try not to do like i'm all for people making period jokes and whatever you want it's just like if you can do it my my style particularly i like to do it in like a smart class mm. if i can
0: yeah, yeah, which is what I love about your stand-up, because you're so confident, and then it's like, you are obviously, you're putting so much work into it, and it shows, so that's Thank what you. I appreciate it, awesome, um, so, okay, so, like, uh, what are the topics you most enjoy
1: talking about? Um, most enjoy talking about, oh, that's interesting, um, well, the topics I mostly talk about right now is a lot of identity stuff, because I'm, I'm, like, three years in, so I'm still developing my voice in that are you three
0: years in? Holy shit, I no. thought you were in longer. I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, uh, this is a lot of pent up comedy energy. So I was like, "Got this." Um, <laughs> and, and I've been "quote unquote" a comedian my entire life. So I feel like I just—that yeah. actually was something too that I think helped me go so fast, so far, so fast. Was mm-hmm. I was always like naturally funny. Like, so it yeah, was, that
0: makes sense. Yeah, it's just now it's just official. Now you go to open mind.
1: <laughs> yeah, now it's like official, and I'm just learning, yeah. like, yeah, um, to polish it as opposed to like. I've decided to be, a, like, a lot of actors are like, you yeah, know, this is it. I'm going to try comedy. And for them, they have to learn a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I was kind of like, oh, okay, so this is how you do it. All right, cool. It's just um, good genes.
0: Yeah, it's just sometimes it's just in, in the blood, you know? Like yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Yeah, it's in your blood. Yeah.
1: yeah, so a lot of my stuff was like talking about my parents and my upbringing, which um, is chill. It's, it's not what I want to only talk about, but it's something that's, you know, come up a lot because, you know, the relevance, yeah. to, you know, today's society. Yeah. Um, I do like talking about like shit show stories. Like for me, a lot of my humor comes from like the ridiculousness of stuff I get myself into. I think mm-hmm. that's funny. Like, I think that's, and that's something I'm trying to talk more about too. Like in my standup today is do storytelling as opposed mm-hmm. to just like set up punchline, set up punchline. Um, mm-hmm. like I, I used to, <laughs> the story I'm working on right now is how I used to have a Froyo addiction, like a frozen yogurt addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and not want actually-
0: to have, I mean, you could be doing much worse in LA it, I mean
1: it was bad i it, the whole story like <laughs> compares it to a drug addiction <laughs> okay um but yeah it was a it, I love Yo too yeah I understand, it's I understand. The best. yeah, yeah. It's relatable um but so so yeah so that's kind of what I'm that's what I like talking about is like look how stupid I am like this is or you know I'm like a, going to the dentist and just like the crazy people I saw talking. that
0: <laughs> I saw that post I was like that's hilarious
1: I, I at the dentist. Um, um so like just stuff like that I like I like crazy stories that that's my favorite in real life is to tell people that you
0: know the (laughs) wildness
1: that happens um a lot of what I like I said a lot of what I'm still talking about is like my parents and like my upbringing and stuff and trying to incorporate that too so people can get a taste of who I am I love that so um who do you
0: think is the funniest besides you and me if even
1: (laughs) humanly possible the funniest uh Chappelle for sure oh yeah I I also love Joe Coy I think he's hilarious
0: yeah
2: he's awesome
1: have you met him like I have not no, I, I have not met him. I would love to meet him. Um, we, should,
0: we should do that. We should try to do a stalking campaign. I will absolutely not do that. <laughs> that's yeah, <true>. No. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, those are those two comics I love as well.
1: So like, what what is your writing process like? Um, that's funny because it's all over the place. I still don't have a writing process. Um, and that's something I'm trying to work on this year. Um, mm-hmm. Because I feel like every joke has somehow created itself in a different way. Like some have been. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to a class um, when I first started comedy and I learned like a writing process there, but it's not really my process in life. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's like, usually I think for the most part, it's, I say something mm-hmm. funny in real life. Yeah. Someone says that's hilarious. Or like I clock that people are laughing at it. And then either I just think to write it down or they say you should write that down. And then I'm like, oh, yes, you're right. And so I have, I like jot it all down. Um And then I leave it in my phone for like two years. Um, <laughs> It's just, it's weird. It's usually, I think i I think comedy comes from like communication. So yes, sometimes like I'll be with a friend. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to write this bit. I'm trying to communicate this thing and I'll talk it out. And then I can find the pockets of funny in what I'm trying to say, or if it's a comedian, they can help me refine what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And once you talk it out, I think communication is the biggest part. So once you talk it out and you get across the message that you're trying to get across, then you can start to find the funny. And that's, I think what my process is now. And yeah. then I will take that to a show or an open mic and just mm-hmm. test it out and see, and then um, build on it from there.
0: Yeah. I love that because I feel like that's a better way because it's more organic anyways, rather yeah. than like, you know, sitting down like, oh shit, what do I talk about now? Um, yeah. So I think that's a much more uh, organic way. And I, and I love that. And I think it's funnier, you know, because it's already tested, you know, people are already laughing and then you just have to write it down. So um, yeah, that's great. So um, how, what advice do you have for like comedians, like starting out?
1: Oh, I definitely think um, kind of like how I mentioned earlier that a deadline is necessary mm-hmm. um, because people kind of just, here's the thing with stand up there's a trap and it's, it's kind of getting in like, you know, like the open mic scene where you're like, it, you just start like being like a hamster on a comedy wheel. And That's so true. Yeah. yeah. So I think like setting goals and deadlines, like measurable ones um, is really important. Um, I mean, I wouldn't have started otherwise. I also think it's important, like, for you know, stand up starting out to really work on their their five minute set, like get your type five, get that five minutes. You know, a lot of my, um, a lot of newer comedians um, will just write a million jokes, which is great. Keep writing until you figure like the more you write, the better you get, the more you perform, the better you get. But I will say like, I think it is more important when you're starting out to write some stuff and then work on that joke, like continually work on that joke until you have a five minute set and then um, and then record that set, you know, at a mic or a show or whatever, and then use that to get yourself more sets and go further and further otherwise you're kind of just stuck in the open mic scene um so that's I think really important advice is like refining these jokes that are working mm-hmm. and then you know resisting the urge to just keep trying new jokes at like new shows like yeah of course try new stuff but like make sure you already have the good stuff at its finest before you continue and then from there when it is good then try new stuff at an open mic because also I see people do old stuff at an open mic for a long time and they're not growing so I think growth is really important and making sure you're being held accountable to that growth is really important
0: I love that this is probably the best advice I've heard from a comedian oh yay (laughs) because it it addresses everything right because I was thinking in my head like am I nuts because I've heard this joke 30 times from this comedian and then like I'll go to another comedian and they're like um they have good jokes but it's not like you know consistent laughs so thank you for for saying that um mm-hmm. so you you're also a screenwriter so like what what is that like
1: um what is that like it's interesting it's funny because like um well, I feel like I'm either a writer or a comedian I, it's hard to be both at the same time yeah
0: it is i, I yeah
1: mm-hmm. uh, i mean i am both oh and an actor but it's like i feel like my i try to focus at one thing at one time
2: mm-hmm.
1: which um like last year i like turned in no script no scripts to my representation even though i was supposed to but i was like working on my stand-up the entire time it's so hard because i get such anxiety um when i'm like working on one thing and not the other you know i'm like i can't yeah yeah
0: can't, it's
1: hard. yeah and so now i'm back in uh now that i have like refined a, a set that i'm like happy with and and i'm starting to do hours now so that's good um now that i feel like at a place that i'm like comfortable with that um mm-hmm. I'm going back to writing a script because it's so hard to like write the script and then leave and go do stand up. Your mind is like, yeah, it's weird. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a, so being a screenwriter is great, and I think it's a net for a lot of comedians. It's a great way to um, to make money to translate your jokes into like a tangible career path. Okay. Um, if you're not trying to be like a full time stand up comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, So, so yeah, I mean, I really recommend it because if you can be funny on stage um, or you're really good at observing crazy, funny things in life that might not be joke worthy, like I, a lot of weird, funny things happen or observations come to me that I don't necessarily think is on brand with my comedy. Like, I'm not going to talk about that on stage. It would just be weird. Or it's like, you know, it's not my personal experience. So I don't feel comfortable talking about it. Or let's say it's like, you know, it's about like a racial group that I'm not in. So I don't want to be, you know offensive or whatever i feel like that is still like it's a, still a great observation and it's still comedy gold and you have like you know the freedom to put it in a script and i think that's where it's very powerful
0: i love that so thanks for that great advice and like how did you become a screenwriter like did you apply or like did they come to you or like how did, how did that you know what
1: it just started like stand-up it was like i just started like so um a friend it's so funny i was complaining about my day job and my friend was like well you should write scripts this is like a few, this is like six months into stand up. And I was like, um, yeah, okay. And she was like, you know how? And I was like, no. And then yeah. I really, you know what I did though? And it's so easy. I taught myself how to write and I'm a, I, I don't want to like whatever, but I'm a good writer now. And yeah, I didn't
0: yeah. This, is, this is what this is for, you know, like yeah. we, we want you to brag and you're amazing. Uh, no,
1: no, no. But I'm not, I'm not saying in that sense, the only, the only reason I'm saying I'm a good writer is to like show people or tell people, show people who are listening that like, You don't need to take a class. You don't need to read a book. If that helps you, great. But like, you can teach yourself things and like be confident in your skills. Like if you do it the right way, you know, you don't need people to like affirm. um, Yes, yeah. So really all I did um, was, and I, this is the same, I hope you take this with anything in life. I just like, I got three scripts from my favorite show. So something that I knew, you know, in and out, Mm -hmm. um, front and back and like, just got the three scripts, read them. And then I took like copious notes on the structure. I was like, okay, cool. So now it seems like there's like a, there's a plot line here of, you know, this happening to this character. And then there was a completely different plot line here. Here And then now at this part of the script, they do this. And like, it seems like halfway through the script, they do that. And then like, even like page by page or whatever notes I thought made sense. And again, I did it for three scripts um, or I read through scripts. So I was able to like uh, pinpoint exactly what happened. And I was like, okay, cool. And it seems like there's like a running joke here and okay great and that's how I wrote my first script I just like looked at the notes then brainstormed my own idea for a script and again I did it for a show I knew really really well so I felt comfortable I didn't feel like I had to you know create characters and stuff yeah um, yeah and then I wrote my own script for that show um which I forget what the word is um when you write a script that's right. a, spec, a spec script um so I wrote a spec script for that show um mm-hmm. And then it kind of clicked from there. I was like, okay, great. So now, and then I, I compared the scripts and I was like, okay, I think I did this. I got the structure down. So once I got the structure down, then I took, um, then my next script, I just did about myself, which I feel a lot of new um, writers and comics do that. I just wrote a script about myself because now it's like I, all the characters were from my real life. So I didn't have to develop too much. And I just focused on the structure again. Like, okay, my character is going to have something happen here. Something's going to happen um, in the B storyline. And then there's going to be a running joke. And then I, from there, I was like, okay, I got it, and now I can. And then that's how I became a screenwriter. Now I can write others like. That.
0: I love that. This is so inspirational. I hope you guys are taking notes because this is awesome. <laughs>
1: um, so. I really think, like, people like take away from this is like you can do it yourself. Like you can totally, and that's why stand up is so beautiful and writing is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, writing is l- less so in terms of what I'm about to say, but um, there's no gatekeepers. Like mm-hmm. that's why stand up was so. Um, perfect for me especially you know as someone who thought I wanted to be an actor like there are gatekeepers and there's casting and there's auditions and there's fuck headshots you know what i mean but stand up is just write a funny joke go on stage you, the better you get the more you get booked and then um and writing is kind of similar too like you can do it all yourself um and your your work will speak for you um you know so
0: and thank you for the detailed explanation because a lot
1: of people just say you can do it but
0: like, you actually broke it down. So I really appreciate it. Yeah. I mean,
1: that's, well, thank you. But that's something too. like, I used to be, when I first moved to LA, I would go to all these, like, like, I thought I wanted to be a producer at one point, again, because I was like, I was too scared to admit that I wanted to be, you know, an actor, comedian, writer of the creative. I was like, oh, I'll be around creatives. And maybe one day I'll be like an actor. Mm-hmm. Or, um, but I remember I would go to all these like, lectures and like, panels and, you know, all these like, events and things this here. And like, everyone would just say, just start. And I was like, what does that mean? Like yeah. that was everyone's yeah. advice is just so vague. Like just start, just start doing what you want to do. And I was like, okay, well, how do you, and it just like, didn't, for me, it didn't click in that way for any of the other channels, like producing and stuff. But for standup, it did. Like, I was like, oh yeah, I just will start doing stand up. Okay. Um, or just start writing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So.
0: That makes sense. So thank you for that. And like, what was your favorite uh, performance ever?
1: Oh, you know, I just did a performance, last week at utah state university
0: wow i
1: had the best time like it was i did an hour because you have to do an hour for the college market Mm -hmm. um and it was so funny because right before the show i had like a mini panic moment i was like oh my god um obviously you know utah and is known for its mormon population yeah yeah i was like oh my god wait i I started like doubting myself i was like but i'm muslim and they're gonna not like they're gonna be like not relating to anything i say and then I started like freaking out in a bit, and then the Booker was like, "No, dude, the reason we booked you is because you're Muslim, uh, yeah. <laughs> because you're so similar to us." And I was like, "Oh wait, you're right. Mormons are just white Muslims." <laughs> um, I
0: love it. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. a great observation. So, like, do you feel like people perceive you? I mean, has anybody walked up to you and say you're Iraqi? Like, Instead what do you think you're Iraqi or like how, what what do you think people's perception of you is?
1: um it's funny because I, I have a joke where I'm, i talk about being a Muslim mm-hmm.
0: um
1: and <laughs> i think that's probably the perception people have of me because you know i don't just talk about like it's hard being muslim stuff i kind of you know i talk about like life as a millennial as mm-hmm. someone who like through the, through the lens of having arab parents and being muslim and stuff so i think their perception is what i put out there uh, in my stand-up but
0: Mm. that's very Uh interesting yeah because i i kind of wonder sometimes because like you're beautiful you actually have light colored eyes so i feel like when i saw you i was like i don't know what she is she's really hot but like i kind (laughs) of you know what i mean so it's like i feel like i don't have to deal with the vagueness of it because i'm asian but it's just i kind of wonder with other comedians who could pass for anything right so that's just yeah i could have to be very
1: i'm um, ethnically ambiguous but i talked about where i'm from within like three seconds (laughs) of me.
0: Yeah, yeah, so it's, like, I feel like it's a really good advantage that you have, so.
1: Okay. Yeah, Well, um, uh, at that, that shows, I, did you mean, like, people on the street? Like, what are they? Well, it's just anything,
0: yeah, because I feel like uh, when I come up on stage, it's, like, you know, people have been giving me advice, like, okay, you should be clear what kind of Asian you are, and then you should kind of do the driving jokes, and I'm, like, you know, I'm open to it, but it's just, I'm just interested to see, like, what other people who are, like, way different from me, like,
1: mm-hmm. uh, their, their perception is, you know, and it's, yeah. like, and yeah. I don't think race is something that you have to jump into or explain. Um, we've been, right. like, acknowledged. It's,
0: it's like, you see what you're, yeah. seeing,
1: you're Asia, but you know, yeah. That, yeah, I mean, if Chris D'Elia doesn't go on stage and say like, hey guys, I'm white. I'm white. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> At the same time, you can capitalize on it. Like if that's, if that's your experience and that's what you right. yeah. want to talk about, then of course. But I don't think you should like, like hinder yourself or like focus solely on private yeah. jokes and stereotype jokes. I did for a little bit too. I was like, oh, this is a stereotype stuff and then I kind of, like, you know, yeah. took what built I liked from that era, and then moved on.
0: Yeah, because there's so many other things, right, because my persona is an evil bitch who's a gold digger, so I feel like that has more potential um. than just Asian, <laughs> right, because I, it's relatable, right, so <laughs> nobody's taking that niche, so all right, well, let's do this. Um, so what is your schedule like
1: from, like, waking up to, like, going to sleep? Ooh, oh, good question. Um, it depends on if I'm in flow or out of flow, like, Mm-hmm. When, and it's it's hard because like in my life I that's actually my new year's resolution is like alignment like I just want to have like my schedule and my like routine and stuff because when the one thing when my routine is working everything is great when I fall off my routine everything sucks everything mm-hmm. gets like out of whack um so let's say for a routine day it would be wake up go straight to um a workout class mm-hmm. I don't like going to the gym I like workout classes mm-hmm. um come home meditate journal for five minutes Um, and then from there, it's kind of a free for all. So it might be like, um, it's my, I I try to work like during the day, but work is very loose. So it could be like, take a meeting or, um, do Instagram stuff or edit a video or write stand up or work on a script. There's just, whatever it is, is like my work during the day, but the nice thing about like having stand up as your job is like, I have a very, I have control over what I do, where I go, when I do it. And you know, if I get to work at a coffee shop or at home, and that to me is like, oh, the biggest breath of fresh air. Because at my last job, I was like at the same desk for like years, and I would just literally stare out the window. Like, I just wish I could work somewhere, like at a coffee shop. I wish I could just yeah, like, yeah. get my laptop and go and not be here.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so, Absolutely.
1: so it's kind of my day. And then, um, and then, if I want to, I don't go to that many mics, but I'm trying to go to more. But maybe a mic and then a show. Um, and that's kind of how it revolves. And then, if but if I'm traveling, it kind of throws that off. Mm-hmm. So traveling is like, you know, it'll. That's what I'm. It'll. That's what I meant by like throw my schedule yeah. or my routine off. And then I'm like, oh, I'm not working out. But then when I don't work out, I don't meditate. And then when I don't meditate, I don't journal. And then it's like
0: it's like a domino.
1: Yeah, that's, that's kind of my day. But I think the meditation is key, and the exercise as much as I can is key
0: that totally makes a lot of sense I love it so like before we share with other people how they can book you and stalk you and follow you on social <laughs> media like how do you deal with like hecklers and haters
1: um hecklers and haters I don't I've been lucky enough to not have a lot of hecklers or haters oh that's great yeah um I'm sure they I mean, I've had people on my YouTube videos, although oh, those are funny. Oh, YouTube, uh, yeah, you're the worst. There's like one YouTube video that was like my first stand-up performance ever that I like had left on there because it has like 300,000 views, and I was like, that's oh, damn so good amount of views, you know what I mean? But it's not my best stuff, and people are like, I mean, it's more the stereotypical Arab Muslim humor. So yeah. I have like people from that part of the world like, what is this horror she speak, look! <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I just head. like, don't oh, to be honest. Huh? huh? Sorry. I was just saying, I just don't engage with the haters yeah. or like, you know, if it's a heckler, you know, you should, you're are... you a better person than I am. Um,
0: uh, but that's, that's actually the best strategy I do agree. Yeah. Because there's nothing good that can come from engaging. Um, yeah. Awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most of the hecklers are usually just like drunk and trying to like get involved.
0: Yeah. In the and industry. they're trying to help you too. Right. Like in their mind, they're like, we're trying to help you, but not yeah. really.
1: Yeah. positive hecklers. I just like, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to do the jokes now. So you just calm down.
0: Yeah. <laughs> i love it so okay now that we're all in love with you how can we stalk you online uh how can we find you uh all the social medias how can we
1: book you yeah it's all um i mean oops, everything's connected these days so you can literally dm me and book me if you want um but it, everything is at Reemidon, Reemedan. r-e-e-m-e-d-a-n awesome. all the socials
0: yeah. Thank you so much. I learned so much from this interview. Uh, you're hilarious. Um, this yeah. is probably one of my favorite ones uh, for sure. Um, thank you so much for being on the show and uh, hope to have you on future ones to come. Of
1: course. This is great. Thanks for doing this. This is good. I hope people take notes and, and start living their comedy dreams.
0: Yes. Live your comedy dreams, people. Thank you so much.
1: Of